Bullies with Nurse New Bullying, your host Lee Ray, aka Boo Boo the Fool, uh, with my co host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Eli, aka Daddy Licious. There you go. <laughs> now, the reason I want to do the Boo Boo the Fool thing because uh, black people are always saying, I don't know who you think I am, but I'm not Boo Boo the Fool. So they always say they just like, don't play me like a fool. So since nobody knows who Boo Boo the Fool is, I'm claiming them. <laughs> it was me, Barry. <laughs> it was me the whole time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we are back in the episode, and yeah, even though yesterday has passed, we're on the new day, we're on a new day of the week, uh, we wanted, yesterday was a very important day, or just a special day that kind of, like, everything, it was like a convergence of things that happened today. First off, want to wish everybody a belated, uh, Father's Day, happy Father's Day, belated to you, Eli, happy Father's Day. Good looking. You know, saw, saw pics with you with the kids early this week, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the daddies, to the granddaddies, or if she calling you daddy, you're included. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if any ladies are listening to this and hopefully you had a, a good father's day, but I do want you to stop doing this thing where you go online and asking people, what should you get your, you know, significant other for father's day? You know what he wants. I'm not going to go into detail. <laughs> I don't want to get flat, but you know what he wants. Stop being stupid. You're smarter than that. So let's just go past that. Uh, but yeah, not only that, let's just say everything that happened. Not only was it uh, Father's Day, it was also Juneteenth, you know, which is why we got the banner going up right now, you know, uh, Black Power. Yeah. So, yeah, if I, I do want to do my due diligence. Just want to say what's all going on right now. Like I said, for those who don't know what Juneteenth is, like I say, for those who don't know, in 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation during the Civil War, you know, freed the slaves. However, they didn't tell the slaves, you know, until... June uh June 19th, 1865, two years later. So the slaves were free, but they didn't know they were free. So that happened in Galveston, Texas, spread out to everywhere else. And like I said, it was a thing, and people were trying to get a national holiday for like years and decades and centuries, but never really happened until last year, you know, with your boy, Donald J. Trump, <laughs> made it a federal holiday. You know, I was going to put a graphic up, but I don't want to put us on like a January 6th, you know, <laughs> watch this. So I don't know how YouTube is tripping right now. So I'm not going to do that. You know, uh, yeah, that's going on. But this whole Juneteenth thing, even though, like I said, it's been around for things I've been hearing about all my life, it feels like it's it's new. Like we really don't know what to do with it yet. Like we know what to do with Cinco de Mayo. We get fucked up. You know, we know what to do with uh, St. Patrick's Day. We get fucked up. You know what to do with July the 4th in a couple of weeks. We get, we grill and we get fucked up, you know, but can you do that on Juneteenth with a good conscience? Like, let's go get fucked up, you know, you can, but it's not like how people like at Cinco de Mayo, like, hey man, at the work, you want to get some drinks at Cinco de Mayo? Like we go to the Mexican restaurant, uh, St. Patrick's Day, we go to the pub. Where do you go on Juneteenth? Sofa restaurant? I mean, we're still figuring this thing out, man, you know. Even today, Eli, like I was wishing people Happy Father's Day, but a couple times I was wishing people Juneteenth, you know. Not everybody, certain people, you know, 
redneck let's go brandon t-shirts no not them you know but if i think you might have said it back i'll do it but there was weird it was like a weird interaction you know i say you know juneteenth happy juneteenth they go back wakanda forever you know like like you don't do the wakanda forever salute doing juneteenth i don't know why people are doing that but whatever so that's my thing um we'll get it together once we get it together it will be a thing and everybody will i just want to know one thing joe uh trump put made it a national holiday where it's a pay holiday so i better see that shit on my check next week otherwise <laughs> we're gonna have Wait, issues did you get the day off hell no i worked i worked today <laughs> <laughs> well yesterday but yeah oh <laughs> uh, yeah and still had time to do a podcast that's what i'm dedicated yeah <laughs> all right so let's move on to the next part of it now like i said we want to i want to start off with that first but now we got to get to uh what we're going to talk about because we're also going to talk about uh, a passing that happened now like i said it's not a household name not a thing everybody knows but if you listen to this podcast you would know who he is let's see number two we're going to talk about uh rest in peace tim sale now the thing about tim sale is that uh for those that know that know who he is we actually been hearing about it all week matter of fact the monday when we finished yeah. recording we heard that he was sick didn't yeah, know the details two days really, ago yeah yeah you know so we knew he was in the hospital they said and they were even saying when he was in the hospital like hey it's it's kind of serious you know, we don't know what it is, and I still don't know what it is. I didn't go into detail, but like I said, I guess a couple of days later, it was announced that he passed. So, yeah. So, want to go into detail. Who is Tim Sales? Of course, since you don't know who he is, Tim Sale is an artist. He is a comic artist for decades. I think he passed at 66. Did a lot of, did a lot of, uh, like, inspirational work or influential work, you know. Uh, just just on the Marvel side, let's talk about the Marvel side for a second. I'm gonna see what I got here. Uh, like, oh, nope, that's not Marvel. <laughs> that's not Marvel either. I'm screwing up. Uh, here we go. Okay, so like I said, he did Hulk Gray. That's on the Marvel side. He did a whole bunch of color. Like he named them color. It was like a series of anthology books he did for Marvel. Like he did Hulk Gray. He did uh, not that. What am I doing? Uh, Spider Man Blue. He did Spider Man Blue. Uh, he did Captain America White, I think what it was. And I think it was like a 1940 story where it was like an old anthology story he was doing. Um, Daredevil Red, he did that. So so that's the thing he was doing. He was doing a lot of that. But now we're going to talk about what he did for DC because even though like those works he did at Marvel was winning awards, stuff like that, it's his DC stuff that everybody knows him for. Like like put his, you know, made, made a name for himself. And that's because he did... Um, the most influential work he did was Batman the Long Halloween, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just Long Halloween. He actually did, like, a bunch of other stories also. He did, like, a trilogy with Jeff Loeb, uh, Batman the Long Halloween, the one that everybody knows. That's the first one he did. Uh, but he also did uh, Dark Victory. I think it was the name of it. He did Dark Victory. Uh, and he also did, nope, not that, this, uh, Catwoman Went in Rome. And that's the story where everybody like, oh, they just made this shit up for the movie that Catwoman is uh, Carmine Falcone's daughter. No, it was in this book. It was, and this was back in like the 90s or the 2000s, something like that. So all that is comic related. And that's the thing what I wanted to get into, because like I said, a lot of people uh, say that, you know, Jeff Lowe, well, not Jeff Lowe, but uh, the Batman, that new Batman movie, like the Long Halloween was an influential movie on that movie. And it was, you saw some influence on there, but I would go to farther to say that the Dark Knight, like the Dark Knight movie with uh, Christopher Nolan actually was more influenced by the Long Halloween than the Batman was. I mean, just take some of the scenes we got here. Like I said, this scene right here where you got Gordon, uh, Dent, and Batman standing on the rooftop talking about what they're going to do. They're going to do some less than legal shit, but they need Batman to basically be an outside, you know, mercenary. 
right out of comics. That whole scene. Matter of fact, the dialogue was out of that scene. Like when he disappears, he said he does that. That's all there. And that's what he agreed to that stuff like that. Even when Joker was uh, burning the money in a in a in a house, in a warehouse, right out of the long Halloween. They yeah, did that also. Diving on this shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I because I, I looked and I was just like, yeah, because I've always been thinking about that. Like the long Halloween had a big influence on it, even the fact that the long Halloween, the story of that that comic, not only was it a murder mystery, which people could say that could draw from the Batman, but also that it was basically a story about how the gangsters of uh, like the mob went out and the supervillains went in. Yeah. And it's all Batman's fault. Like I said, that's the reason because of uh the long uh the long Halloween and the dark night, because basically the mob was like, we can't handle the Batman. We need to outsource just like the, the cops are outsourcing. And they outsourced to a guy crazy them that moved them out and made way for those supervillains like Bane and everybody else. So it's a very, you know, very influential thing. So he made a whole lot of influence on everybody's favorite works and they don't even know his name. That's 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 comics for you. Yeah. I mean, top five, definitely top five Batman stories of all time, especially influential. Yeah. You talk about like Influ dark. Everyone knows about Dark Knight Returns and the Killing Joke mm -hmm. and maybe Year One, but this is right up there with that. This is it's up there. Yeah, like wrong, we want to talk about wrong Frank wrong. Miller, how he yeah. changed the game with Batman. Neil Adams changed the game with Batman. Tim Sale changed the game with Batman. Yeah. You know, it was he flipped Batman on his head, but he like remade him for the '90s for the modern era. Yeah, you know? and I we like I went to college and I was taking a a, a class on Gothic literature and you know the the tropes of Gothic literature and how. You know, it's like a history of how, you know, horror and sci-fi all stems from the from gothic, you know, writing. And we actually read The Long Halloween because it was a detective, because it was a, mil a, a mystery and a detective story. Um, and yeah, that, that how it ties back that this stuff like Sherlock Holmes and Edgar Allan Poe, it all has ties back to gothic literature. And Long Halloween was right up in there. Because it is, it is a mystery. It unfolds like a like yeah, a serial killer and a murder. Yeah, it's a murder mystery. And, yeah. uh, and it was influenced by those seventy murder mysteries, also like those movies and things like that. So yeah. yeah. And so uh, the new Batman movie is mm -hmm. totally like the Long Halloween. Right. All and it's because, on. It yeah. starts on Halloween night, and um. So and it wraps up on Halloween night. Like I said, it, it it was a whole year. So yeah. So everybody bitching about how it's the worst Batman movie of all time. You know, obviously, ain't reading the comics, <laughs> right? <laughs> Thinking they just made us to like, no, a lot of stuff they did in the movie came from the comics. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. rest in peace, Tim Sales. Uh, he will be missed. Yes, this is Crystal. Shout out to Crystal. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Is that a genie bottle? I'm not really sure. Penguin looks like a vase with a. I don't know. I, I'm blind. flowers. It's flowers. Like flowers yeah. It's flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell we're doing, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so rest in peace to uh, Tim Sales. So let's see what we got. Okay, so Eli, I guess we can go to, I guess you wanted to, like I said, a big thing happened with, with uh, Obi-Wan this week. I say I've been watching him, sorry. Oh, yeah. So Obi-Wan, quick little Obi, the Obi-Wan minute. Um, best episode so far. This one actually wowed me. It's wow, been okay, okay so far. You know, mm -hmm. we've seen Vader back. Yes, the Obi Wan show. It takes place ten years after the uh, the Clone Wars, Order sixty six. All the Jedi are a lot of them are dead. A lot of them are in hiding. Vader and his Inquisitors are going around hunting down Jedi, and then Obi Wan gets called back into action because little Princess Leia is kidnapped by the Inquisitors. 
they're trying mm -hmm. to lure Obi-Wan out. Now, the whole time, now I'm going to spoil it. So spoilers. You ain't, ain't watching it. It's been, you know, it's almost a week old. You, you've been <laughs> warned. You've been, you've been warned. warned. I'm going to spoil it. <laughs> so, uh, what's her name? Reva? The, mm -hmm. the, 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 uh, she, that, that Inquisitor, she's been after Obi-Wan. She was in charge of kidnapping Leia. And this whole time, she like, it seems like she's hating Obi-Wan. She mm -hmm. like, you know, has it in for Obi-Wan. And I kind of suspected that she has some sort of ties back to Obi-Wan because a lot of the Inquisitors were ex-Jedi. Um, and I was like, I, 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 something's up. There's some, some connection between her and Obi-Wan. Well, in this episode, it was revealed that she was one of the younglings at the Wait, Jedi Temple. Oh, uh, Anakin didn't get her? And Anakin, she was she witnessed Anakin slaughter all the younglings, and she played dead. So there was a trigger oh. warning right before the episode, and that was... Oh, really? Dumb. Like, like it was... Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, in recent fucking tragedies that's been happening. It, it, yeah, she, you know, these are kids, you like know. A school massacre? Yeah. Yes, he came in. And how she thought he was there. She was like, what's going on? The, the clones are here shooting everybody. And she thought Anakin was there to help. It, it's like, I actually got shivers. I mean, the kids in, in the in the uh, Revenge yeah. of the Sith thought he was yeah. coming to help. Like, what do we yeah. do? You know? Yeah, she thought he was there to help. And he start, they started killing all the kids. And she played dead. And so then she grew up. And it, the twist is... She wasn't after Obi-Wan because that's what it seemed like the whole this whole time we're thinking she has it in for Obi-Wan. And it turns out she, it is revealed. No, she wants to kill Anakin, but she don't know Anakin was Anakin Vader. is Vader. Right. Because yeah. yes, because so, everybody think Anakin was already dead. Yeah, they all thought Anakin was dead, that Obi-Wan had killed him. So there was like that that big twist. And she does this great conversation she has with Obi-Wan that just gave me shivers. And I'm like, that's. This is the, the emotional weight that I've been waiting for that I felt was always missing from the prequel movies that we are getting in the series and in the Clone Wars, you know, because it hit me. I was like, whoa. She was like, man, he was your Padawan, man. Like, you know, she was like half blaming Obi-Wan. And I, I just thought it was a great scene, gave me shivers. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm waiting for. That's what I want, you know. So, yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was the best episode so far. Vader got, we got to see Vader do some cool shit. And, and yeah, so we're only one episode left. And they finally got me because this, it's been okay so far. I've been in Star Wars. I'll, I'll watch it. I, I like the shit. But this one, like, just dropped the bomb. And I was like, wow. So I was quite flabbergasted. <laughs> it seemed like this. Since this is the last episode, well, the epi last episode before the last episode, did it feel like they're building to a last episode? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can kind of, I kind of sort of see what's happening. You know, but it, it left on a cliffhanger. I'm like, oh, okay. I, you know, <laughs> this is the first time since the show started where I'm like, oh shit, I can't wait to see the next episode. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nice. double thumbs up for me. Okay, pretty good. Okay, so like I said, we talked about that one. Now let's talk about something that's kind of divisive. And matter of fact, I'm gonna put a poll up. I'm gonna see if I can put a poll up for this one. Okay, so for those who don't know, because uh, like I said, news that dropped back in monday feels like it was five years ago 
but we're gonna remind everybody. Oh, so yeah, matter of fact, Eli, I think you even forgot what, what we're talking I about. Totally forgot. <laughs> I know you forgot it because it was so long ago. We talked about it, it was like a thing that was it. For, and for I those... don't really care. That's how it's probably even worse. Right, but we're still gonna talk about. Like I said, I'm gonna poll up to see what people think about it. Uh, so yeah, for those that don't know, uh, there is a Joker too. Yeah, even though they said that Joker one was gonna be a one shot, it was gonna be a one and done thing. They're gonna move on from that, and that's it. But then it made a billion dollars off 50 million. So of course, you know, they were going to, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do another one. Let's make another one, you know. So then you started hearing news about it, and you're like, okay. Oh, uh, first off, they're saying that it might be a musical, <laughs> you know. I heard it uh, versus, is a musical. That's what I heard. That's what they're saying. I don't know if that's a rumor or because I, I think I even heard deadline say it that they're thinking about it's gonna be a musical, you know. Yeah. And the fact that Lady Lady Gaga is signing on. And she may or may not be Harley Quinn. They're saying she may sign on as Harley Quinn. I'm like, okay. Now, my thing, Eli, I'm intrigued. That's just me. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I didn't I didn't give a shit about a Joker 2. Now, I don't know how you feel. I, I, actually, I do know how you feel about Joker 1 because I was here when we did the podcast. <laughs> you did your review. <laughs> so I can dig it up somewhere. I remember what it said. But me personally, I like the movie. Hell, I might have even loved the movie if I think about it twice again. You know, just the fact of what they were doing with it. But I didn't think it needed a second one. I feel like they did what they needed to do and wrapped it up. But when you tell me you're doing a superhero music or super whatever musical, I'm like, well... I'm at least curious. I want to see where it goes. And you put Lady Gaga in it. Say what you want about Lady Gaga. I know she's pop. I know she's this and that, that, that. She can sing. She's got talent. I've heard her do acapella. I've heard her play on piano. She has talent. So I at least want to see if they do a musical with Lady Gaga in it, you know, where she's not playing something outside of a role she can't do, like Versace or Gucci or whoever the fuck she was in that movie. No, she's playing a singer. I can do with that. Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, if she gets in booty shorts or a skin tight, you know, leotard, I ain't gonna I be mad. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they I don't think they're gonna sex up Harley in this one. Like, you know, they try to do a Margot Robbie because Margot Robbie didn't want to be sexified all this like that. I think they're just gonna do just crazy Harley <laughs> that can sing, you know. And that's what I think, you know. I may be wrong. I don't know, but I'm saying, but here's the thing, like I said, now what what we haven't been noticing about these WB, these DC movies, that they've been hitting a streak with movies that are just rip off of other movies okay joker it was just taxi driver and the king of comedy it was really the king of comedy but with a dash of the taxi driver but taxi driver is the bigger hit of the scorsese ending so of taxi people, driver yeah the ending of taxi driver so people are gonna go with that but it was really the king of comedy because it almost felt like a sequel to the king of comedy if you watch that movie uh the batman the batman is seven it's it's seven that's all it is you know they even take shots and rip it off seven uh gordon is just morgan freeman like they don't even <laughs> pretend like he's not, you know. <laughs> so, so that's what they're doing. So, they, and, and keep in mind, all of these are Warner Brother movies. And so they're taking movies, they're remaking their old movies, but they put it slapping the superhero Trojan horse cape on them and just selling to people. So, so what doing, musical are they ripping off? Streetcar exactly. Name that's exactly what I was Wait, thinking about. What streetcar name desire ain't a musical. <laughs> it, it, I assumed it was. It's, I don't it's know. A, it's a play. It's just a play. No, it's, it's not a, a musical. Oh, damn. I'm thinking. I like West Side Story. But what play, what musical like take place has anything to do with a sane asylum? That's what I'm thinking. Well, or or a, or a love story. It would be a love story, right? A love story. Yeah. It would yeah. be a love story, which uh, most musicals are, you know. I'm thinking oh. La La Land or some shit. I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not. This is not the musical bullies. This is no, not. I, and, and, and this is why I don't care about it because I really don't like musicals at all. 
Oh, I'm, so you didn't I'm see? So yeah, so you didn't see? Music. You didn't see in the Heights? You didn't see no. West Side Story? I did. Know? I did throw in West Side Story and then forgot. Oh shit! Yeah, this is a musical. Okay, which I, one? Yeah. The, the the Spielberg one the or the Spielberg one? It was on HBO. Okay. I threw it on and then I'm like, oh yeah. And then just be, I started doing laundry and like you know on my phone and you know playing. So you stars. weren't dancing with who is that pretty girl in the mirror? There? Yeah, life is alright <laughs> in America. I mean, watch that old one in like music in school, like. When I was back in high yeah, school, we had to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was way back then. So that's the thing what people are doing now. So they're remaking remakes. Oh, well, they're remaking movies. So, yes, I have a feeling I will even bet money, cheeseburger, pizza, taco, whatever, that <laughs> whenever they announce this uh, Joker musical, it will be a ripoff of another Warner Brother musical. That's what I feel. Yeah. I, know, because because like, if you just remake it, nobody's going to see it. But remember- if you slap a superhero in it, people watch it. Yeah, and remember, was it was it the Joker annual or whatever that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. where it was all it was you know all these anthology stories, and Brian Azzarello wrote that one story where it was like a parody of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest at Arkham, and mm-hmm. I thought that would be a great Joker sequel, like make it's, just it's... set it in Arkham and turn mm-hmm. it into One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with a bunch of fucking Arkham villains. And I was like. I'll watch the fuck out of that. But see, here's here's the problem with that, Eli. Here's I'm, I'm about to shoot down your logic right now. It's not going to be based off a comic. No, <laughs> whatever they do. But, but it's a like that, that. That's an awesome idea, and it's right. You know, it, and like how Joker ripped off those movies, this new Joker could have ripped off another old movie. You know. Yeah. But that yeah. was just me, and I got excited for that idea, and now it's a musical, and now I don't care. <laughs> now here's the thing. Let's say they do rip off one flew over cuckoo nest and turn it in a musical just by accident. Because of what you said, some other fans will see it. Oh, it reminds me of the Brian Azzarello uh story. <laughs> DZ is gonna be like, Yeah, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> or not. No one's gonna remember that story. <laughs> right. <except> us. <laughs> it's gonna be some assholes on Twitter that are just bringing up out of nowhere that nobody and then everybody else is gonna pretend like they know what they're talking about. They don't, you know. Yeah. So uh, but that's what's gonna happen with that one. So yeah, I'm gonna put a poll up. I want everybody but to vote on whether or not they there, I, yeah. like. I didn't watch it, but there was that Netflix. There was a uh, that, was it Ratchet? Ner- they made a Nurse Ratchet Netflix series. TV, yeah, a Nurse Ratchet TV show, yeah. Yeah, and she was she was like the villain in fucking One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, or in this woke age, maybe she wasn't the villain. Maybe she was the victim of the whole time. I don't know. I didn't watch the shit, <laughs> but she was a bitch in the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know they try to make you sympathetic in these movies yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. well, the so reason why this. she was such an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like what is it, Cruella Deville and shit like that, and yeah. uh, all it, yeah. What we got? Uh, I'm not a fan of musical either. That's yeah. the thing, Marcus Mason. What I'm gonna do? Put a poll up because, like I said, as far as this podcast, we are fifty fifty on it. <laughs> You know, so I want to know what the rest of the internet thinks about it. Are we at least interested, or are we just shooting this idea like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I ain't watching this shit? Because I already know Eli. I already know but, soon I saw this shit, Eli's gonna be like, I'm, I'm too middle for this shit. I can't watch no, this but musical. It kind of makes sense though. Like I can get it. Like I can get like a mu- a Joker musical because he's such a crazy. It's, it's in his head, yeah. It's in because his head. That's what we learned you know? in the first movie that he was an unreliable narrator. You yeah. know, we couldn't really believe anything he said because it's all from his head. And even in Alan Moore, like, wrote, there's that musical number in The Killing Joke. I'm so loony. loony. Yeah. yeah, so it makes <laughs> sense. But I don't know if I want to watch it. 
<laughs> now, and another so, thing, Eli, the reason they're doing musicals because musicals win Oscars. That like Joker like cleaned up at the Oscars. Yes. So if they do a Joker musical, it's gonna clean up at the Oscars. Joaquin no, won so an Oscar from that. Yeah, like they just they just threw Oscars at the Joker for that shit like that. Yeah. But I'm wondering, will like the crowd gravitate to it? Like I said, we're 50-50 on musicals, so it didn't have that same thing. But of course, the first movie, the reason it got so made so much money was because the media was hyping up out of control. They were like, oh, in sale this, in sale that. If you go see this movie, you're a school shooter. They were just throwing all these things at you. You're gonna get shot if you see this movie. So it made people rebel and go see the movie anyway, you know, yeah. and it and it boom made a billion dollars. So it had like this viral grassroots campaign out of nowhere, you know. So I don't know and if that's gonna happen again. It's not gonna happen again, but I doubt it. But yeah. And you wanna sell a musical, put Lady Gaga in it. I'm sold. <laughs> but let's be honest <laughs> with you. Let's be honest with you. Like DC is no stranger to musical. Not Warner Brothers. DC. Because let's be honest, this is one of the best episodes of The Flash. <laughs> oh, CW is off. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. The that, CW did a Flash Supergirl musical, and it was one of their best episodes. I, I mean, watched R- Riverdale. The last episode of like they're always singing on Riverdale. I yes, I watch Riverdale. How could I say I hate musicals and I watch Riverdale? <laughs> <laughs> They're always breaking out in a song. Fucking Sabrina. What they did to run DMCs, it's tricky. That's unforgivable. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but on the last episode of Riverdale, they did a musical on American Psycho. And I'm like, is that real? Is that Does that exist? Is there an American Psycho musical? I don't know. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah. But they they did a care there's a, they did carry the musical and like okay so and I, I think it's that like shit. that episode yeah I think like that episode of uh Hawkeye the first episode and they saw that musical there oh, it was like hold my beer okay. I can we can do better <laughs> right <laughs> whatever this shit I can't even remember the name of the song but I, it was it was stuck in my head at the time when it was you know yeah uh but here's the thing Eli they can do one thing that may get my attention but they're not gonna do it. Like you said, they adapted a Brian Azzarello, One Flew to Cuckoo's Nest, and you said it would get your attention. However, I want them to do a musical version of Mad Love. That if they do, sense. if they do a musical version of Mad, because honestly, I feel like they never should have did a Suicide Squad with Will Smith. They should just went right into Mad Love. Just do that. That should be like the the second DCEU movie out the gate, and that would have hit. You know, that would have introduced Harley Quinn, and you could have went in that from from a uh, Suicide Squad from that. But if they do a musical of Mad Love, I think they got some. Not even yeah, Mad Love. What what was that Harley Quinn, that black label book we read? The uh when they kind of oh, redid she her. Was the serial killer, she was the profiler. Not Harley that and one. Joker. Not that, not the Jeff Lemire one. The other one. The one where they kind of redid Mad Love. It was like yeah, three issues. That was yeah. that was the, there was like, I think it was Joker Harley, where she was like the, the serial killer profiler. She was like interviewing Some, it. Was, it was like he was Hannibal and she was Clarice, and she was. I a think they had person. two two stories like that at the same was, time that DC put out. For yeah, some yeah. There was one that I, it was like long. I, I only and those are expensive, man. Those so I, I fell off it because <laughs> that was <laughs> like eight you. bucks a book and shit. And then it kept is like more than six issues. I think there was like eight, eight. It might have been even twelve. I don't know, but uh, it was good. I just didn't stay with it just because of you know struggles real sometimes you know <laughs> yeah those books just go on forever and like i said i love jeff lemire well you love jeff lemire but sometimes he can, no, he can gomer loves jeff lemire 
Oh, they, they suck him off every. This geek in the comics, they, they sucked him off too. Yeah. Comic cast sucked him off too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like I said, we talked about this long enough. We'll move on from that. Oh, uh, what do we got here? Oh, Eli, you're up. Here's the thing. You you've been on a you've been on a roll these last couple weeks. Cause okay. like I said, I was like the video game section. I was ready to just call it quits, just dump it and just move on to other shit. But you've been finding gems, you know, to put out there. So I'm just like, okay, okay, Eli, <laughs> gamer. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, hype up your Twitch stream. Also, we're gonna plug you. We're gonna plug your Twitch stream. <laughs> we're gonna like, get you some followers. Like the one the once a month stream that I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm new at it. I, I'm still e- Eli streaming. Thing. Eli streaming. Let's go to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I got the new uh, Ninja Turtles game, the Shredder's Revenge on xbox and um yeah it's a lot of fun it's just an old school beat em up side scrolling you know you get to choose you, you get to choose all four turtles plus splinter i beat the game with Raphael, and i unlocked casey jones um haven't played him yet but it is it's just a old school arcade you know running around you know button mashing it's it's updated uh controls so you can do you can do a lot more abilities with the controls it's just not a b you got a lot more buttons you know a lot not like back in the sega days where you only had a and b no you you it it, you, it, it um it utilizes all the different controls and you can do a lot more things but the, but the, you know the concept's the same you just kind of uh you know run around kicking ass just beating up uh foot soldiers um yeah and it, it gets a little tedious you know you have to get the timing down and you know your hand-eye coordination on certain, uh, especially the bosses. There was a few bosses that were quite challenging. Uh, the uh, the Triceraton level was a pain in the ass. I was getting mad and bitching and yelling and swearing up a storm trying to beat that level. Um, mm-hmm. Baxter Stockman was a pain in the ass to beat. He was a boss. He had to like he was like flying and he had to like get it up in timing and all that shit. So yeah, it it's it's just not you know it, it's not all easy there is some challenging you know a lot of those old school games focused more on timing and coordination and all that well well most of those because they were arcade games they were just made to be cheap and make you spend quarters yeah so they, um, they wanted you to lose yeah. yeah and and some of the jumping the, the jumping you can kind of it kind of has the super mario jump where you can kind of control where he in, in you know, up okay. in the air you can double jump and kind of control where he lands um, not as precise or as cleanly as you could in, you know, the Super Mario games, but there is, you can do that. Um, so yeah, there. Like I said, and that you have to get good at that. You have to know how to do that to get past some of the bosses because of some of their attacks. You have to be able to dodge some of it. And uh, and yeah, there's the combo system. The the more hits you get in, the more points you get, the more you know ninja power you get, and the more abilities and special moves you get. You know, uh, so here they are fucking up my combo, I believe. Oh, right, right, days. right. Blame, blame it on the game. I, yeah. I do it all the time. <laughs> oh, I'm right. Yeah, like... yeah 30, uh, 30. Yeah, here I am. I'm, I'm racking up the hits. Uh, you know, there's a special move too anyways. So, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, like I said, I I, did, I played it with Raphael, beat it. Um, I started playing with Donatello earlier today. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just having fun. Um, and it's four players, up to four players. You can get in on one game. So if you're on if you're on Xbox Live, let me know. Thrash Jaws, um, that is my gamer tag. 
and uh, yeah, we, we can all we can mob this shit. And, you know, you, you should have hit me up. I I mean, okay, I don't have an Xbox, but I think the PC version is uh is crossplay. Well, crossplay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, because Fat T's on there, and uh, yeah, he was trying to get in on me with me too. So yeah, we're gonna bust this shit. Um, he we already do, beat I, it with, I had, like yeah, yeah, he's already beaten it a couple times too with a couple of characters. So. Yeah, I haven't touched it. Uh, people from work have been asking me to jump on. Like, Leroy, you should jump on. Like, okay. So they jump, but they'd want to do it when they're off work and I'm working. So yeah. And there's some challenges, you know, you know, you know, throw five enemies or 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 you know this, you know, defeat ten enemies with the flying attack and shit and to unlock abilities and shit like that. It's got, you know, little challenges on each level. So but yeah, it's just fun. You know, it's 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 very similar to Streets of Rage. Final Fight, you know, Fatal Fury, all those old school um, arcade classics. Uh, yeah, little you got to be a little, uh, yeah, timing, got to get the timing down. Not as, what was I playing like? Ghosts and Goblins, that revamped Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, that was a pain mm-hmm. in the ass. I never beat that. Okay, that what about uh, Streets of Rage 4 that you, you playing? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, and I got it for this now, too. So, I, yeah, if you want to bust Streets of Rage 4. I got it for Xbox now too, and already beat it with a couple of characters. That was my game, like a couple of years during the, the pandemic. Um, <laughs> Everybody had to do something to get through the pandemic. Yeah. So, so and it's very similar, you know, just side scrolling, beat them up. So, yeah. And it's got all the care. If you're a fan of the Ninja Turtles comics and the TV show, it makes mm-hmm. references, all that. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Okay. Oh, wait, Eli, you're not done. No. You got one more. What I do now? Do yeah. I? Now we got to talk about Lollipop Chainsaw. Oh, which I, I forgot about this. Yeah, because I'll be honest, with you, I don't know what this is. So, oh really? I, can't really... Uh, I mean, yeah, I, okay. I know, I know, but I don't know. It's like you know how you hear stuff, like oh, that was a thing okay. that happened. It's that's pretty much what I know. Okay, so Lollipop Chainsaw was a game written and produced by James Gunn. Okay, and the thing thing was when the game came out at the time, people kept saying it, but I think it was before Guardians. So I'm like, who the fuck is James Gunn? I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, I'm glad you make that a big thing. But now I know who he is. But at the time when it came out, I was like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um. So and it put what's her face on the map? What's that? Jessica Negri? Is that how you say her name? That cosplayer. The, that cosplayer. Yeah. Yeah. It put her please, on please the map. Please tell. Please tell me you got a. Uh, a I. Pick. I I would have came more that, prepared had I forgot. I forgot I did. But had yeah, I not I remind you, blame it on me. <laughs> blame it on me. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there we go. So there's there's Jessica Nigri or I can't. I don't know how to spell. I don't know Nigri. I don't know. Um. Anyway, she's like one of the most popular cosplayers. Um. And this is what I I believe this is what put her on the map. She got hired to, you know, dress up as the main character by whatever gaming company that put out the game mm-hmm. um she designed the costume and stuff and uh they're like yeah so she got to go to blizzard con or whatever it was mm-hmm. when they launched the game and that's what basically put her on the okay. map so they based the game off her i didn't know that no no she made oh, she... she made that costume and they used oh, her gotcha. to advertise the game got you okay yeah. okay so the game it's it's a zombie game it, it, it's the, this character i forget her name i think her name is just lollipop but it's a zombie apocalypse. You know, she runs around with a chainsaw and a, it's got a, it's a chainsaw gun. 
<laughs> not as quite not quite as like uh gears of war but yeah it's a chainsaw that can shoot um shotgun shells and uh she runs around sawing up killing zombies and uh that's all it is it's just an action game um a lot of gore there's very very com- there's a lot of comic book influence too it's basically a, a video game version of a comic book and it was a lot of fun too i played it um back in the, uh, was it 2010 or whenever it was yeah. um playstation but, 2 or something was like, yeah yeah i think it was mm-hmm. either that yeah i think it was the playstation 2 or 3 um mm-hmm. and uh i i guess they're making a they're 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 making a sequel to this game um i don't know who's all involved if james gunn is going to be involved again yeah, see um, I, I thought it was going to be a remake so it's, it's a sequel or something they're doing something they're mm-hmm. revamped they're coming out with a mm-hmm. new lollipop chainsaw game so okay. that because like, they, yeah. they're not making any new games of anything. Like The Last <laughs> of Us got another remake. I'm like, another one? What? I yeah, can't that's talk. That's an shit. Evil Four remake. <laughs> right, remake. Like I just, I still played that game like a couple of days. But are we really gonna complain? Like every time they drop a new uh, Blu-ray version of Star Wars, we go get it. You know, so <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit about video games. So yeah, yeah, and of course, I'm sure the graphics you'll be able to see like the sweat on her navel. <laughs> it, she'll, she'll just look like that like yeah like just gonna be <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean that's just a little bit of video game news that i thought was uh kind of cool because i did play the game i did beat that game um for science <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um lollipop chainsaw check it out if you never played it maybe if it's on one of the like game pass or something but yeah, yeah it's just an action shoot 'em up yeah. uh fighting game you know, a lot of gore, and you watch, and, and it's third person, so you're behind the main character. So, so it's got a good view. So. All right. So, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, we kind of just fl- flew through that. So, uh, yeah, we move on to the next part of the podcast. Like I said, this is Comic Book Bullies, where we talk about the comic books. And Eli, I'm, I'm going to let you go first. Whatever you want to do, just, just. <laughs> Have it. Just on I, a I need roll time here. to <laughs> <laughs> Well, I forgot. You, you need some get some water. <laughs> uh, I got water here. Let's see. What okay. should I do? Um, I'm gonna do. I'll do that. Uh, uh, what's Jurassic League number two? Okay. Keep in mind, this has nothing to do with Jurassic World. I know everybody's going crazy over that fucking movie right now. This ain't that. So yeah. Yeah, I haven't so, even seen it. I heard it's really long. I heard it was bad, but everybody's watching it anyway. It's like, oh, it's terrible. I'm going to watch it two to three times. Like, why? <laughs> anyway. Um, let's see. No, not that. Where is it? Sorry. I'm like totally fucking up here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. It's a tap. Okay, see? I got to learn how to use this program. <laughs> Again, <laughs> learning on the fly. Freestyling it. <laughs> Okay, it's a tab. It's not a window. And here we go. Okay. So, Jurassic League number two. Oops. Um, it's basically ju- the, the, the Justice League as dinosaurs. Uh, written by Daniel Warren Johnson. He is not doing the art, but he wrote it. But it's in a similar style to his art. But it's basically the Justice League, prehistoric times, and there's superhero versions of dinosaurs. Um, or dinosaur versions of superheroes. You have Batasaur, you know, who's, uh, you know, cleaning up the, you know, the, the, the wastelands. And then you have Supersaur, 
who is a uh, an alien dinosaur that crashed to Earth on a spaceship and was raised by human, the cavemen. And he's in Metropolis. That's what that city's called. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Wonder Don, I believe her name is. Wonder Dom. I don't know why I didn't call her Wonder. Because she's a... Uh... That was a, a, like a triceratops. Why didn't just call her Wonder Tops or something? I don't right. know. <laughs> Wonder Tops. Probably get something. banned if they say this shit. <laughs> Wonder Tops. Wonder Cheeks or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this it's 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 basically your standard Justice League story with dinosaurs. It's nothing you haven't seen before. Um, yes, the and it's basically the birth of the trilogy, or not the trilogy, the Trinity. You know, you're seeing them come together to fight this otherworldly threat. In this issue, Brontosaurosaurus—is that what you call? Like called? the the Bizarro version of Supersaurus. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, the Brontosaurus version of Bizarro. <laughs> <laughs> he is like destroying Metropolis by mm-hmm. using. I, I think he's using the humans to fuel the Lazarus Pit, some sort of Lazarus Pit. And then there's the Joker Zerd, Joker Zard or whatever, the lizard version of Joker. Uh, and the reverse Flash, who is a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> or like an ink, like a Ankylosaurus, you know, like a turtle type of dinosaur. Mm-hmm. They're like so, they're kind of like the Legion of Doom or whatever. They're like the villains. And they bring a they bring a forth Atrociosaurus. Atrocitus. The Atro- Red yeah. Lantern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> And they're trying to resurrect a demon lord, which is probably going to be the dinosaur version of Darkseid. So that's going mm-hmm. on. And um, and so basically all the heroes are coming together. They don't know each other. They're coming together. Batasaur goes to Metropolis because that's what's being attacked. Supersaurus goes there and is like trying to, you know, has a big fight with Brontosaurus or whatever. <laughs> And then Wonder Woman shows up and hey, you guys need help? And they're like, yes, we do. And then there you go. So that's like the ending where they are banding together to form some sort of league. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, again, stupid fun. You know, it's not, like I said, it's nothing you haven't seen before. It's your standard Justice League story. Only it's got dinosaurs punching each other. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. Nice, so four nice. to five. Okay. You say DC with dinosaurs. Okay. All right. So we're going to do something different we normally don't do on this podcast because normally I don't seek out bad books. Like sometimes we walk into them. Sometimes, you know, we review and get ambushed by, oh, this book sucks. We don't know. And normally I kind of go out of my way if I know a book is bad. But the thing is, this book has been getting so much attention. I feel like, eh, fuck it. Do it for the clicks. So I I read it. Yeah. I saw it and I thought about showing it to you. But then I'm like, then I'm gonna have to read it. Then I'm gonna have to buy it. Like, right. no, and I didn't say nothing. <laughs> so I didn't say I, nothing. No, I, I saw it. I, let, let's find out. Okay, let's talk about what we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> for those who know, we're talking about what if Miles Morales number four. Basically, there's like this five issue, six issue, whatever the fuck it is. Of it's what five if, issues. Holy shit. Yeah, five issues of of this. But it's five issues of <laughs> let me just click on this thing. It's five issues of it's not even really what if stories. It's just what if your favorite superhero was a black dude? That's that's all it is. Like, because he don't even act like Miles Morales. That's all it is. It's like the worst thing that you expect when you <laughs> see this thing. 
It's exactly what it is, you know. And so I never expected to really like these books. That's the thing. Like, I knew these books were going to be bad. I just tried That's to That's right, because he was Captain America in one. He and then was, was he Wolverine. Venom in another one? He was, yeah. The whole game, just like. <laughs> and now he's Thor. Like, he's Thor. Like, and then we're going to get the whole thing. Okay, we got another superhero with, well, black superhero with lightning powers, you know. But he already has lightning powers before. So it's like, well. No, the dialogue is what got me. The it's dialogue like, I, I, is what, oh, Eli, you got to, I, I know you didn't I read just it. saw like a couple of panels and I just like, oh my God. Holy shit. It's oh wow! I, I I was gonna do a counter, but I that would have forced me to reread it again because <laughs> I don't want after this I don't want I want to be done with this bullshit, you know. But anyway, let's get we hadn't even read it yet. We hadn't even reviewed it. Let's review this fucker of a book. <laughs> this is Miles Morales number four. What if Miles Morales was Thor number four? Let's just jump into it. Okay. Oh fuck. Okay. Before we go into it, holy Eli. Now, how good are your beatboxing skills? I might have to call on you. <laughs> I don't You're know. from New I'm York. You from New much. York? <laughs> I, I might have to call I you. Gotta, so like, that means straight face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because you from beatbox, so Eli, that means you either know how to beatbox, you know graffiti, you know how to break dance, or you can DJ. One to four, Eli. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, let's let's. Well, you, you leave me right. in, I'll drop it. I'll, right. I'll drop on the I'll drop okay. on the eighth bar. Okay, okay. So, but okay, let's start the book up. Like I said, this is a a multiverse book, so this is not in continuity. This is outside of continuity. Oh, uh, really? yes. <laughs> now, okay, Eli, give me a beat. <laughs> no, before you give me a beat, before you, give me, I'm gonna tell you why you're gonna give me a beat because the book starts off with. Before you give me the B, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring you in. Now, the book starts off with, just to give you some backstory, Seal grew in Brooklyn. That's the story. So this is not a story about the universe. It's a story about the multiverse where they drop a dope verse. Hit it. Give it to me. Mike, check. Here we go. The stair signs above the realms of the God. Four mighty battles with this four of a squad. Where the lightning goes when the war he's won. That's the victory last for the son of sons. He's got style and a flare to boot. When he kicks, you know he's in hot pursuit. Old enough to know that he doesn't know it all. He wants the ball before he falls. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. See, hold up. Let's, let's stop. Worse? Let's Are stop. we making let's, it worse? <laughs> let's stop. Okay, look. I feel ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. People are going on about this on Twitter, but they don't really know how bad it is. The whole thing is he's rapping. And I'm, okay, first off, let's let's we know this wasn't written by a black dude. We know that. <laughs> Because I because I, I, I wanted to get to the last part of Eli. It was so tough. I had to break it up because his last part, the last part of when he's rhyming, all the dreams rain from the clouds above. He brings the thunder. Best believe it, bruv. Black people in America don't say bruv. What the? Where did he get that shit from? Was he watching, I don't know, an Idris Elba BBC TV show or some shit? We don't say that shit. We say bruv. That's what we say, bruv, not bruv. What the? Bruv. Oh, man. This is this is oh okay, we're on page two. <laughs> let's let's just run through this bullshit, man. I'm gonna just run through the rest. I just want to get the best of this shit. Oh, don't forget that his Nikes had the Moan Year sign on them. Let's do it. So yeah, so yeah, so 
Yeah, so he uh, is the Prince of Asgard and Brooklyn and the Brooklyn Bridge wide. is the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, he's that and let's get to the bad shit. Let's get to the bad shit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse, yes. Okay, so he got his uncle who looks like LeBron James on crack, whatever, you know. We already know who that is. That's supposed to be the Prowler, you know, his uncle, but he's playing Loki in this universe, scheming, blah, blah, blah. You, you know the bullshit, you know. It's a typical Thor story, but it's with this shit. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go past it. Okay, the start of it, like I said, the dialogue, he says it's hammer time. All of this is a bunch of 80s and 90s raps. <laughs> you know, that's one. <laughs> he says it's why, hammer time. Why has nobody thought of that, man? there's a reason nobody <laughs> thought of that let's just go to oh, it uh, a, another one i don't give a fuck i don't even give a fuck what happened in this book it doesn't matter <laughs> let's get to it uh another way he says where is it when he jumps on it yeah right here another one all eyes on me okay so he's quoting tupac again uh why i don't know he beats up uh Lafay for some reason because of some evil shit that he did i think he says some some corny shit here too let's see nope doesn't he just he doesn't talk so good figure on him uh anyway he kills Lafay, throws his uncle loki in jail and the other miles morales from the other multiverse recruit him for some other bullshit that happens in the next book whatever i don't give a shit it's, oh i didn't even have the thing i don't give a fuck i should have showed you the shit but it don't even fucking matter it don't even fucking matter this book fucking suck that's it now here's the thing i want to go into detail about this book um you can tell that a black dude didn't write this book. You can tell. I don't know who it was who wrote this book, but all their slang was from like from the 90s, from the 80s shit that black people don't say anymore. You know, it's almost like like I, I'm pretty sure he said like off the hook or some shit or, you know, Yeezy. Some shit. Like the reason we don't say like off the hook or, uh, you know, shit like that is because when white people started saying it, it came out of style. So we don't say that shit because we move on to something else. Isn't like that's why we don't make a movie yeah. called that or something. I got the hook. Oh, up I got the hook like up. That. Yeah. That's like I got the hook up to some shit like that. So <laughs> this is just outdated dialogue, and it's everything that I was scared that this Miles Morales book was. That's exactly what it was. It's just it's the bad part of when Marvel thinks that they could just sell anything by race swapping their heroes. Just race swap them and call it a day. Doesn't matter whether the story is good or not. Just do it and call it a day. And that's exactly what it was. Now normally. I knew how I could feel this was going to be a bad book coming, so I would just ignore it. I would just not talk about it because the best way to kill a bad book is to ignore it. But no, it caught on Twitter. Uh, other black comic writers start catching on to it like, this shit sucks. This shit is terrible. What the hell are you doing, Marvel? So I feel like I had to talk about it at least just to get it out of <laughs> my head. But I'm, yeah. I don't want to be one of those channels where we just go hunting for bad books and just shit on them all day. Just go, see, this is what room. Now, I like to look for good books, but this shit was so bad. I feel like I, I had to address it, especially on you dropped this shit on Juneteenth. What the fuck, Marvel? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't want to say anything. Like I heard about it, and I was like, I wonder if Leroy knows about it. And like, oh no, then I'm gonna have to read it. Then I'm gonna have to buy it. Like I don't want to do this, so I didn't say anything. And then you right. like said, like, oh shit, he found out. <laughs> I found out, but I I tried to ignore the best I because I saw it and I was like, okay, because it was like the number one trending topic when this book dropped on Wednesday. I like I'm gonna ignore it. I don't care. But they kept dropping panels. I like, oh shit, it's it's really bad. It's bad, bad. Okay. Yeah, I saw I, they yeah. just posted one panel where he was like talking in like bad rhymes. 
and like yeah. as as guardian rap or whatever. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> I was like, holy is... shit, that's corny as fuck, man. But man. yeah. That, and, and Marvel like pads it. Marvel is patting themselves on the back with this shit. I bet when he was writing those dumbass rhymes, he was like, "Oh yeah, this shit, this shit is fire." You know, <laughs> I might make my own mixtape with this shit. Like, no, it's not. This shit sucks. <laughs> shit corny is terrible. Like, oh man, I don't hey, know, man. Yeah, hey, Method Man still do our do that podcast for us, yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have Method Man talk about this book, like, oh, like, oh man, shit, just, yeah. He probably quit oh. after that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Pretend like I have nothing to do with this. Don't don't call my name. <laughs> That's what Method Man is doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. All then, right. I, I, see, I don't know. When they when they start the whole thing with hip hop and me, I don't know. I don't know how deep we want to go. But yeah, when is that appropriation? Like what the Well that that's the thing. That's the thing because you know, it's almost to a point where this could be blackface. Like people don't want to bring that up, but like I said, when yeah. you got yeah, you got like you right bad in representation yeah. of a culture, you know. Because you, you know what this feels like? It feels like every black character, black superhero in a comic from the 70s or the 80s. That's how they wrote that shit. Because yeah. they didn't know. All they all their knowledge of black people came from movies, exploitation movies, music maybe uh sports and shit like that but they don't actually know any black people so they just write dumb shit like this but first off this isn't being sold to us anyway we're not buying this shit yeah so yeah i like when like white rappers were saying proper because mc hammer said it on a commercial and like right so yeah like you know yeah it's just like yeah it's like making a mockery of that's how i feel (laughs) Anyway. that's how i feel too that's why i was trying you know? to ignore it but it got became such a big deal i'm just like i'll just talk about it at least but yeah like for people yeah. that haven't read this book don't read any of this shit don't be suckered into it i mean, I, I understand you want to find a comic with miles morales in it because he's a popular character so you're just getting anything don't read this shit there's actually another miles morales comic that's actually pretty good you know, that's a pretty good storyline, but don't get suckered and fooled and bamboozled into this shit. What if your favorite superhero was a black dude and they just write yeah. a black dude, not Miles well, Morales? It's, you know. it's like them, what's it, Bright or whatever? That show Bright with the Will right. Smith as the orc. Will Smith and, and the fairies and shit, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, let's take that. If that were to happen, you know, like this fantasy realm were to happen, would history be the same? Like, why are the minorities still in the living in the ghetto with all this magic right. shit happening? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you know, like, okay, if if the tree of life grew in, you know, in the hood, you know, would they still be poor? You know? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? You know? You think they'd be taking over like that, but yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's pretty fucking shallow, you know? <laughs> so I just, I'm, I'm like Falcon in, at the end of Falcon with Soldiers. Do better, Marvel. Do better. <laughs> I need to make that a clip. That's going to be a gift I'm going to have loaded in here so I can just pull it up at, at a moment's notice. But yeah. Uh, now, the reason I did that first, because I want to do a shitty book with, with a black superhero, because I know you read maybe a okay book with a black superhero. I don't know. Oh, but I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not transitioning. Just whatever you want to do. Whatever you want. I'm do. doing. I, well, I suppose I'll do Blood Syndicate. I guess I'm doing. Blood, am I just going to do Blood Syndicate? <laughs> you go do on Juneteenth. You're doing Blood Syndicate on Juneteenth. <laughs> Uh, I'll, well, I'll try not to talk in rhymes. <laughs> right. I'll even do a beat for you. you know? 
Um, okay, let me get grab this real quick. Uh, yeah, that'll work. Fuck it, that'll work. That'll work, right? This should work. Here, look at that. Check that out. How about how? How's that? Let's do that. Boom. You have the power. Okay. All right. So, Blood Syndicate number two. Um, we had a mixed. We had mixed feelings about the first issue. So Blood Syndicate we didn't really is from, know enough, you know. Yeah, uh, first this is the milestone verse, and um, they've been yeah, I Icon and Rocket, Static. Uh, they've been bringing back these books, the new revamped version of all these heroes, and now they're finally on Blood Syndicate, which was like basically street gangs with superpowers. Um, but this new version was a little confusing. We, I, I think now that I've read issue two, I kind of feel like I know what they're doing. They're not yeah. the Blood Syndicate quite yet. Right. Um, or they may not even become the Blood Syndicate. Maybe the Blood Syndicate is going to be who they fight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Basically, um, Y-Son and Tech 9, right? Tech 9. Y-Son, Tech 9, and Fade. Yeah. And Fade. Yeah. Last issue, but was the thing, I don't know which one is which. That's the thing. Yeah, last issue was all pretty much all about Tech Nine coming back from the war and figuring out he has powers and there's all mm-hmm. this. They got back to Dakota City, and um, the the streets are hot. Icon and Rocket cleared out all the drug cartels, so the street, all the mobsters are 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 no longer selling drugs, but now so the street gangs have took over. And they're all vying for territory. So that's like they came back into this, like, you know, really, you know, the streets are just very violent right now. Um, and this one's more about why son. We get flashbacks of why son. Right? No, it wasn't even it wasn't even flashback. It was actually like what he was doing while everybody yeah, we, else was we doing. Get, we get yeah. um we get a sense of why he joined the gang, mm-hmm. that and why he went to the army. His dad, his dad was an asshole. Um, he went, he ended up like, you know, abusive household. He ended up like leaving. That's why he joined the gangs, the blue, mm-hmm. the blue street, whatever, the Crips or whatever they were, whatever they were. Um, yeah. And then he ended up the army. Yeah. Get away from even them. Yeah. Yeah. To get away, just to get away. And then that's when he became a Muslim. Um, and then he came and then that, back. That's what he's saying. Like, cause I think his father was a preacher or something like that. Yeah, he was like, well, to, yeah, but it took me to go across the, the world to find God, you know. Find God. So his dad was like a preacher, like a Christian preacher, and then he, he ends up becoming a Muslim. And um, so there was like that tension, you know, that sort of bigotry going on, the religious bigotry that mm-hmm. we got a sense from that. But um, but he comes back and like, yeah, so the streets are hot with all this gang violence. And then you have Holocaust, which is probably my favorite part of the book. When he when just he shows up out of nowhere, like he just pops up. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he count. He comes in like fucking state property. Basically mm-hmm. says, you "Get down, down or lay, or lay down,", down. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he ends up flaming everybody and killing everybody. Basically saying, "What you know, the mob, you know, Icon and Rocket took out the mob and all the drug dealers were taking yeah. over the so, streets." So it left like this power it's, vacuum. You know, yeah. Yeah, and it's like I'm, we're take I'm taking it over. You can either roll with me or or you know or get rolled over. Basically, right. what he said. And that was like probably the coolest part of the book. Right. That and I got. Killed, that I understood. And, 
and he kills everybody except Wise Son, I think. Wise Son is the only one that comes out of it, but the police he think, survived because he yeah. survived, and the police think he caused it, you know, mm-hmm. like just arrest and be done with it, you know. Yeah, so I thought they're pretty cool. So that's, uh, yeah, so it's basically, I think I know where it's going. I think they're gonna form a new gang to go against Holocaust, Holocaust, whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah, so. I think that's what I get the sense of. Like, we're it's. It, it, this is more like a Cause, honest because it doesn't even feel like Holocaust is is starting a game. He just fucking up shit. That's what it seems yeah. like he's just doing. He's just yeah. like I'm gonna I'm taking over. Anybody wants to roll with me can roll with me. Cause or if not, you're all gonna die. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> That's what it seemed like he's doing. You know. Yeah. Uh, um. I, one thing yeah. I did want to talk about this. Okay, like we just talked about these two different books. We talked about Miles Morales, how the dialogue was horrible. You know, cliche and corny and stereotypical and damn near racist if you really want to go there (laughs) you know but you go to this book which was actually written by a black writer it was written by jeffrey thorne like i said he's writing a whole bunch of stuff before like that and his he actually had more slang in this book than miles really had his book but it felt more organic yeah you know it felt like real people were talking to each other you know they're they're, they're speaking different languages spanish little you know spanglish getting like me mijo they were saying something like that like you did like you have to even know a little bit of like spanglish to catch some of the dialogue they were saying yeah yeah so yeah um that's the thing about it like even though i don't know what's going on with this i was more entertained by this book than was the first book like i was i was into this story yes i can i got a sense what was going on you know because i felt like yeah. the number one didn't feel like number one but yeah. this feels it like, like it's, just dropped you in there yeah it's starting to come together and i kind of get a sense of what's happening and yeah. i and i think being familiar with the old series does help mm-hmm. yeah. um and i don't know if that's a good thing you know like for new readers i still don't know if a new reader would get it you know what i mean right. and i you know so i don't know if that helps it but because they're still not a gang yet or a team yet or whatever you want to call them, they're not there yet. Yeah. What's how did they get the it, it's sounding more like that they this isn't big bang shit. Yeah, like it just happened because like, like I said, they was across the, the world getting Why? powers, you know. Yeah. And what are they? You, you know, I'm digging the personal level, I'm digging the history of of of, yeah. of why son and, and I, I was into why son's life. Like I said, when yeah. he got into it with his father, when he got into it with his baby mama, yeah. like I'm coming to see you. No the oh, fuck yeah. you're not. His, his kid's mom. And yeah. Right. So you kind of feel bad for the guy. And she was like, You you took your ass to the army. We're not married. So yeah, she's like, You got yeah. another dude over there, you know. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, I, I was liking the story. Then, like I said, Holocaust just showing up out of nowhere, fucking yeah. up shit. You and know. just like murking everybody. And he like, killed okay. a guy that would like look like he was gonna be the main villain, like he was the guy that recruited everybody. We're gonna take over the streets, we got the power, and Holocaust just kills him in like yeah, two put, seconds. They all pull their guns on him and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was pretty pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not lost, they haven't lost me yet. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, the, the first this... book I was kind of like, eh, but the second book sold me like okay, I'm I'm gonna stick around. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what we got. Yeah, see where this yeah. is going, you know. So Still kind of pissed that uh DC Universe is not dropping on day one, but whatever, yeah. you know. So I'll give it a four out of five, just just because I I I felt like I knew I, I got a better sense of what was happening in this book. Mm-hmm. And they're still giving you breadcrumbs to see where everything's gonna go from there. So yeah, yeah. All right, so all right, so it's on me. Next book I'm gonna do. I don't know if you read this, uh, Superman Son of Kal-El. I two. did, I did. Yeah. You did read this? Okay, cool. You can help me out with it because we need to go from there. Uh, people don't know what's going on. Basically, everything is starting to ramp up. Uh, the Gamoran president 
Bendix, who got his own country, has teamed up with Lex Luthor basically to take down all superheroes, specifically John Kent, Superman's son, who is now the new Superman. So let's just jump into that. Oh, I don't know why I keep getting to do that. Okay. Uh, boom, boom, boom. I took you out. My bad. <laughs> that one so and you see on the cover is crypto crypto the super dog will come in uh fact later on especially since he has a movie coming out next next week he does. uh starring rock Dwayne the rock johnson as crypto so yeah so let's just get to it basically uh john Ken. Now, i don't know if this happened last book but basically saying that he found a guy that was kidnapped uh taken over by evil man and he gave him back to the one he loved and he basically reminisced what happened to him now he i know what that feels like but people that know don't know what that meant He's reminiscing on the time he was kidnapped, beaten, and tortured by Ultraman, the evil Superman of Earth-3, who beat him for five years, you know, so in captivity. That's why when he jumped from age 12 to age 18 or 17, whatever he was, that's where he was. He would get his ass whooped, yeah. But for everybody else in DC Universe, it it was like a month, you know. Uh, So he gets an alert from, you know, the Superwatch or whatever, so he knows that means, uh, you know, Big John and, and Martha, they're in trouble. So he got to go save him. Batman's like, okay, don't worry. We got some uh, things to take him out. And I guess the Gamoran, like uh, evil dudes, would have like that, are coming, or drones or bots, whatever they are. They're coming to kill the cans, you know. So, but then something takes them out. But what takes them out? They don't know. So he decided to put up the other defenses, you know, to make sure they don't get in because there's one thing that's like rocketing towards the house. And before it gets in, that thing gets in. And Batman's like, okay, everybody get down. We don't know what, whatever's coming in, it's coming in fast as hell. And it's about to like destroy the bunker when it gets here and crashes through the door. It's crypto holding one of the, one of the uh, evil dudes heads. So basically crypto <laughs> took them out, you know, and it's like, what the hell, you know? So, and he got there before John got there. So when John get there, he's like, Hey, crypto, where you been boy? You know, now crypto got like 50 million origins of how he got there. I don't know what they did. He was there trapped in the Phantom Zone. He was a mutant dog. What I don't know what the fuck he is. Anyway, they like, look, President Bendix did all this bullshit. We need to get on the inside of it. And we know he's uh, in cahoots with Lex Luthor. And Batman's just like, well, how do we break into Lex Luthor's office to get information? And John's just like, we don't have to. We got, maybe we put somebody on the inside. Like, okay, so what you got? So we cut to Lex Luthor and he's having a meeting with Dick Grayson. Because Dick Grayson is a billionaire now because he heard the money from Alfred, who was a billionaire, that didn't tell anybody. So now that Dick Grayson is a billionaire also, he's in, you know, he can rub elbows with these guys. You know, now he's in Lex Luthor's circle. You know, so Lex I Luthor has a meeting. I that Dick looks creepy with that, with his hair slicked back. You know what he looks like? You know what he looks like? Christian American Bale and Psycho? American Psycho. Yeah, yep. American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he looked like. <laughs> I think that was the intent. I think they wanted him to look like that. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the whole thing is that, you know, Dick goes in there and he's uh, talking like Luther. He's pretend like, like, I want to give you, uh, give you on a business plan of basically bringing you into Bloodhaven to see if you can put some money into Bloodhaven, stuff like that. And, you know, Lex Luthor, oh, I can spend money in Bloodhaven? Cool. You know, but while he's doing that, he doesn't notice that Dick slips uh yeah right there he slips a little like bug on his desk mm-hmm. on the desk so they can listen into what they're doing now they know lex luther's paranoid they know lex luther is gonna you know sweep for bugs every day you know every morning so they basically fix the bug where after the end of the night it's gonna basically destroy itself anyway so there'll be no evidence that we're even there so so the, all they can do is listen in on lex luther for one day for one afternoon 
And basically just like, oh, yeah, Lex Luthor, the moment you left that room, Lex Luthor got on the phone with Bendix. So we can listen to the conversation right now. Basically what they're doing is talking about how, um, you know, all the shit he's planning and how he's got all these super people that he made in his country that's about to attack the United States right now. And basically he's talking about some senator they got in their back pocket. And they're like, what senator they got? So they go to Washington, D.C. and they talk to senator, senator Henderson because he was the guy that freed that that uh that hostage from star labs and had him attack the kins his name was on the sign deal that that did the deal so they know he had something to do with it so they go to now i don't know if we're in the capital i'm, I'm so tired of talking about the capital in in comics because <laughs> every dc comic is in the capital <laughs> so anyway he's talking to henderson he wants to meet with he like let's go to an office and talk private oh at jay's with him also he's like no nah, no nah, we don't talk private we're gonna talk right now in front of everybody on camera and we want to know why did you free that that metahuman from Star Labs, the same metahuman that attacked my grandparents, you know, the same grandparents that instilled good in the Superman's heart. Without them, Superman would have been an evil tyrant. But you put put them in motion and had them killed. You're like, look, can we not talk about this on camera? You know, uh, I do want to talk about I want to see if I can show this because it is kind of funny that all this information that they're talking about and exposing all this information in detail. A uh, little Easter egg right there. I don't know if I can zoom in on it, but it's a LexCorp camera. He's doing it on <laughs> a LexCorp camera, LexCorp lens, or stuff like that. So he's using that to expose corruption using Lex Luthor or Lex mm-hmm. Luthor's company, whatever like that. You know, uh, so why are you doing all that? He's like, look, man, I can't tell you what's going on. They got dirt on me. I can't tell you that. He's like, look, just tell me, and I help you out. You know. And meanwhile, they're doing that. Um crypto starts going crazy he starts like barking and growling stuff like that at, at the president or where the senator heat visions the build the, the top of the build on top of him and it drops down on uh henderson so they're like wait did you just did your dog just kill a senator he like and john looks at he like no wait wait something's not right here Crypt, crypto flipped out for a reason you know and it exactly because henderson turns into a tentacle monster for some reason, I don't know. Attacks the attacks Superman. Uh, everybody starts running because, and and basically, it's Bendix controlling him. He knows that, and he's like, Bendix, they're gonna expose you right now. He's like, nobody's gonna expose me. You don't even know because half of the people in your own country agree with me. They want superheroes gone. Like you, they don't even want you here. So go ahead, expose me. It don't matter. I control public opinion. You know, so while and crypto jumps in, super superboy, superman, whatever jumps in, and Jay's is like, look, I'll take him out. So he phases through him, does something basically because he knows it was like a chip controlling him, the same the way they were controlling like that metahuman from the last issue, and he removes the chip from his brain. You know, and while he's doing that, Henderson shrinks back down to normal. But the thing is, he has his mask off. So now. His identity has been exposed. Jay's been doing everything he can to not be noticed by the public. Now he's noticed by the public. So, yeah. So that's the end of that book. Pretty- because his mask came off. Yeah, because when he went inside of uh, that dude's brain, like he phased with his mask and phased with it. Or he needed to take his mask off to like see better or something. It, but one of the reasons why yeah. all these people at January 6th are being identified during a pandemic. Because they weren't wearing masks. masks. Right. Even though it would have just made that would have been the perfect time to wear a mask, but whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> but masks are for pussies because it was a, all a hoax, <laughs> right? 
Real but men no. storm the Capitol <laughs> yeah. where everybody can see me. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I, this the, the whole thing where he's like, oh, th- th- it doesn't matter if you expose me because they don't give a shit. And that's so true. Yes, that is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> We're not going to say it, but we know where they were going with that. Yeah, we're I mean, thinking that, that, that's the thing. It yeah. does not mm-hmm. matter. What the because fuck just because happened. you disagree with me, there were way more people out there that aren't saying anything that agree with what I'm doing right now, and they're gonna back me, you know, and they're gonna support me and you know give me money to to basically push my agenda to get rid of you guys, you know. Yeah. Uh, what a Valerie, you union, you can, uh, bulleting. It's like a bullet, sex thing. Bulleting. Bulleting. I'm not into that. Or maybe I am in it. I don't know. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Shout out. Yeah. Thanks for uh, sticking around. So, yeah, overall, I, I do think this book was kind of a filler. You know, didn't really a whole yeah. lot happen. It's kind of still building up to what's going to happen. You know, aha. Uh-huh. Aha, back to you, Valerie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I think it's just building up to what's coming. So I think there is going to be a big thing going on. I do feel like I need to start picking up the Nightwing book because they hop into each other's books so much. That I feel like I'm losing something if I don't. Oh yeah, the, you know. and the Nightwing book is great too. Mm-hmm. Also, random high, aha! So random high. Oh, you meant to say? No worry, Valerie. We understand spell check. We screw up all the time on here. Well, not all the time. We're perfect most <laughs> of the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what, what what you got next? Um, I have do a power bomb number one. Do a power bomb number one. Okay. So I got a double dose of D Dub. Do I have a Chrome or no? I have no. It is a it's a window, right? Let me get that up. So Daniel Warren Johnson, um, he's I'm a huge fan. Um, he's the one who did Myrtle Falcon. He did Extremity. He did that Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Um, he did the uh, the Beta Ray Bill book last year for Marvel. I'm still um, waiting at the drop on Marvel Unlimited so I can just read all at one time. Yeah. Um, so he this is another one of his babies. Written, drawn. I think Mike Spicer is doing the uh yeah, Mike Spicer does doing the colors. But Daniel Roan Johnson, writer, pencils, ink creator. Um, and this is his showing his love for wrestling. See, the thing about Daniel Warren Johnson is he gets into stuff like you can tell what he's into, you know, and that he has a passion for it. You know, we saw he's such a fan of heavy metal through Murder Falcon. You know, we got a sense of who, how he, how much art means to him through Extremity. You know, and he gets into these characters. We got a sense that he always might have felt like an outsider, like Beta Ray Bill, and his books have so much heart to him. So basically, this is shows his love for pro wrestling. Okay. Um, I follow him. I follow him on Instagram, and he is always drawing wrestlers. You know, Kenny Omega doing doing some flip off the top rope and shit. Just just because, just because that's what he. Kenny Omega can play the street, shit out some Street Fighter. <laughs> like, he, and like he actually ended like a tournament. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is it's a wrestling story. Um, basically it's about a, a girl whose mom was a pro wrestler who was killed inside the ring when she was little. And then she tries to become a wrestler as she grows up. The problem is her family don't want her. 
don't want her training. And, you know, that trauma has, you know, transcended throughout the years, and they just don't want her to become a wrestler because they're afraid she's going to die in a ring like her mom. So there's a lot of, like, emotional drama going on. Um, and um, But at the end of the book, there's this weird twist where some dude shows up um, some weird, like he calls, he saw, he calls himself a necromancer and he takes her to some other weird dimension, weird wrestling dimension where, um, she has to fight in some weird mortal combat cyber tournament to prove her mm-hmm. worthiness. And, uh, and also find where her mother is, that her mother is still alive in this other realm. So it gets all weird and fantastical at the end. It kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm like, okay. And that's where the book ends, you know? But, um, but yeah, it, it, again, it shows a lot. There's a lot of heart, you know, the first part of the book is all about the mom. So when she died, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like the first 10 pages was just about the mom. And she was like a champ. She was the champ, you know, she had the belt and she went into her match and the people loved her. And she was, you know, she was on the mic talking to the audience, telling her how she she wrestles for her family, and but but you are a part of my family too, and you know. And then the the fans go wild, and so she was a really popular wrestler. And then they start doing the match, and the heel, the 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 wrestler they, that she was fighting, you could totally believe like they were talking shit in this, you know, totally believable as the as the as the heel. But when they do the move. And she slips and the rest, the, the, the opponent goes, oh no. Like she knew, realized, oh crap, I made a mistake. And that's why she dropped her wrong, you know? So it was mm-hmm. an act, but they, they made a mistake. And then she ends up dying from, because she um, slipped in the ring and she landed wrong during one of the, one of the moves and broke her neck. And um, yeah, it was like, it came from, I don't know, like, oh my God, like she died. And then the girl was watching in the audience as it happened and then her mom died and then it cut to like 10 years later and she's like trying to be a wrestler so um already he's setting up like there's an emotional weight and that's a lot of his books like even in murder falcon you know murder falcon was about a a heavy metal fan who fights demons with a mutant bird monster with a robot arm and they use the power of heavy metal music to destroy demons. It's a totally stupid, campy idea, but it had a lot of emotional heart to it. Um, so yeah, that, that and that's in here. Same thing with Beta Ray Bill. Same thing with Wonder Woman. That Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, when she Dead wakes Earth, up yeah. and realizes that she, you know, she didn't save the world and shit. You know, she feels guilty. You know, and then she finds out that the she was fighting were mutated Amazons. Totally fucked me. <laughs> you know yeah he, flat twist and, yeah. yeah you can totally tell that he loves what he's like the the story his creator own works he really loves what he's doing you can tell just by you know he's ha- he's totally having fun and i like his style might be a little you know rough and raw but i like that I mm-hmm. like his style. Plus, plus it's his signature. You know it's yeah. his style. Yeah. yeah, you see it. That's Daniel Warren. That's DW. That's D-Dub right mm-hmm. there. You know, it's very raw and kinetic and visceral, but it's also raw in emotion. It feeds it feeds into the drama. It, it highlights the drama. 
you know. So yeah, this is like my book of the week. I'm 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 excited for this. I'm not the biggest wrestling fan, but the story already hooked me. So yeah. Interesting. And I'm booked out. <laughs> you booked out. Okay. <laughs> now it's just on me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the book I, I I'm gonna cheat and do a book. Because this was free on DC Universe, but I won't want to talk about it anyway. Uh, this is Young Justice, but it's like the Young Justice based on the TV okay. show. And it's actually in continuity the with the TV show. And matter of fact, only the continuity is written by the showrunner, Greg okay. Wiseman, whatever the name is. Yeah, like that. So time-wise, I try to match up the timeline to it. I think the timeline is actually takes place after season four, which is the last season that just dropped. Like, like the last episode of season four just dropped, I think like like this week or last week or one of those times get confusing but it's very recent so it takes place after that so if you've seen that you kind of know what's going on however this story kind of takes place uh parallel to what's going on in that one so even if you don't haven't seen what's going on in that one you still you'll have a feel about what's going on so let me see if i can find that let me see young justice here we go all right so young justice target number one I think it's going to be a at least a mini series of nothing else. We'll just jump into it. So if you haven't seen season four of Young Justice, I'll try to speed you up and let you know what's going on. Basically going on, uh, Beast Boy and his girlfriend broke up, but his girlfriend is now in trouble. So they call in Young, well, they call in the outsiders who what Young Justice changed the name to now. Young Justice is a weird show. We haven't seen the Young Justice team in two seasons. They just do other shit, you know. But anyway... He's like, Stargirls is like, look, you can't come on the mission because it's your ex in trouble. And, uh, okay, so Beast Boy got into drugs on season four. So they basically, like, kicked him off the team for, like, a whole year. But now he's bouncing back and trying to recover. So he, so he wants this to be his first mission because his ex is in trouble. She's like, nah, you can't come on the mission. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm coming on the mission. I used to leave the team, so I'm going to leave the team. Not yank. So, anyway, they go on there. They cut to two days early about how she got in trouble. So she's coming to Star City. Uh, and basically her bodyguards in Star City is going to be the Harper brothers. If you haven't keeping up with uh, with Young Justice, all the Harpers are cloned. You got Speedy, who's a clone. You got Arsenal, who's I think the original one. And you got Guardian, who's an older clone of them, and this other dude named Harlan Matthews. We don't know who he is. We will find out later on. Uh, that's going to be your bodyguards, and they call themselves Bowhunter Security. Really awesome episode, if you can see it on season three. It's on HBO Max right now. Uh, but anyway, they meet the Queen. She wants to go to Star City. The reason she wants to go to Star City, oh, and her uncle, Count Vertigo, who's always trying to kill her all the time in these shows, uh, he gets broken out of jail by some some weird robot drone-looking dude. But not only he gets free, some of the other supervillains, and also like Dr. Triple X and some other people like that, they all coming with him. Like, let's go fuck some shit up. Oh, and let's go kill my niece also so I can become the king. So I go from Count Vertigo to King Vertigo and rule the country, you know. So we're in Star City. And all the Harpers are talking and basically just saying, we're going to take a detour and we're going to go to Star Labs. The reason she wants to go to Star Labs is because she's thinking about bringing Star Labs to her country so they can do research and blah, 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 whatever like that. Meanwhile, when she gets to Star Lab, she runs into not only Dr. Roquette, who's in episode one, she runs into Ollie and, and Dinah, you know, Black, uh, Green Arrow and, and Black Canary. So they're there kind of like to back up their backup, you know. While they shake their hands, next thing you know what happens, those crazy dudes jump through there, start fucking up shit, start destroying shit. So, of course, you know, oh, and the other dude that the Harpers brought in that don't know about gets stabbed in the eye. And they're like, oh, go go full clay face. 
So that other dude nobody knew about was Clayface. Clayface is on the security team with them also. So he just goes out, Clayface, start beating up people shit like that. They all go on. Like I said, Young Justice not even in this book. This is about some other shit. Oh, and this is funny. Ali stars, just goes to Speedy like, Speedy, do Maneuver 7. They're like, wait, what? I'm not your fucking sidekick anymore. You know, but anyway, they just go into mode. He does his thing. They do some shit. Doesn't matter. The guys, like, tranquilize all of them, knock them out, take them all out kidnap the queen and they leave and that's the book other shit happens i don't care but stick with the book <laughs> seeing what happens you know uh like i said love young justice even though the show stopped being about young justice after season two uh although the season finale of season four did finally have young justice show back up they're all in their 30s now so they're not even young anymore like Aqu- aquaman aqua boy has a beard you know like what the fuck's going on with this shit you know but they just back doing shit uh but yeah it's a cool story i'll probably just stick with it see what's going on from that one so i'm i, I am booked out myself so all right yeah like i said appreciate everybody sticking around i know it's a long about wrong i hate that we had to spend so much time doing a shitty book but <laughs> you know hopefully people will just get traction also because everybody has shit on it we might as well too let's monkey see monkey do might as well um hopefully everybody had a good juneteenth father's day pride having a good pride month uh i know it used to be called black music history month when i was growing up hope you haven't had also so yeah so if you're a black gay father musician you hit the jackpot hopefully keep the party going yeah you (laughs) have reached super saiyan god super saiyan levels because you basically like Haley's comet yeah (laughs) this shit ain't gonna happen again you know uh i don't know what we'll do next week we'll follow up next week oh you're gonna do the obi-wan finale i will i probably unless it gets postponed i don't know maybe it gets postponed i don't know so uh and stay with us next week we'll do some more shit we'll jump on we'll have some fun shit for you hopefully some good comics will come out next week until then this is leroy this is eli we'll talk to you guys next week same bullet time same bullet channel Again, it's Big G, running the number rackets, rearing Pele jackets, fast loop tactics, I'm well up in the millionaire bracket. The boss of four bosses, I own resources in the fortress, corridors with Olympic torches and Mona Lisa portraits, jacuzzis and saunas, and eating steak and Benny Hanna's, Bentley's limousine, the front yard street that's full of piranhas, upset, a private jet, I drink a lot of Becks, get a lot of sex, condo and duplex, diamond infested Rolex, deliver a crown of the war units with silver china, sipping on fine wine, you see more shines of diamond miners, a high Kimping of heroin, I'm devil when I have to bring the terror and handle business in each and every barrel in town and city. I'm rolling like Frank Nitty, I'm rich and pretty. Back up kiddies, I got crummies that's grimy and gritty. A nigga that's spunky and likes to keep his pockets chunky, making most of my money from all the dope fiends and junkies. I learned from the best, the ones that's living and the ones that's put the rest. So I bless my chest with a vest and pack of Smith and West. And then I'm off to get the snaps, not the scraps. The game is be a real map, the name is Cool G Rap.
got a fly hoe up under the wing. I swing it and does a thing. And if you step inside my ring, she'll bang it out and make your brains hang. She sits at restaurant tables with make foxes and sables. Drinking Chambernet brand labels. She rock a sucker's cradle. And yeah, honey is more bounce to the ounce. She walks around with Lucci and large amounts. Millions of sauce with bank accounts. Her name is Tammy. Got a beach house in Miami. Rise around with a small jammy and a silken satin panties. A down hoe, a foxy brown hoe standing the ground. Hoe, and if you're clown, yo, she turn into a bus around. I'll fly as a heaven's angel, got sapphires in her bangles. Diamond earrings hanging dangle, getting money from all angles. She's pretty under the New York City bright lights. In real life, way after midnight, I hit it cause the slit's tight. Wake up early and make my rounds, break a brick down. Back in the silver, four pounds, some pounds be trying to get down. Light up a smoke and grab a stack of Cinos. The slick stick up kids don't get no free though, bro, cause I ain't trying to be broke. I go so loud for G-Rap business, honey, nothing's funny. It's a damn shame what I gotta do to Now get the money. Now it's a damn shame what I gotta do just to make a dollar. 